And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Pursuing Purpose, the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Purpose, the podcast. I am your host, Monique C. Basin, and this is episode seven of the podcast. In this episode, I interviewed a friend of mine, Greg Kirkland Jr., Greg is the founder and choir director of the Atlanta-based See It Choir, and he is also a very talented, gifted, and anointed worship leader and worship minister, actor, director, and playwright. I first became acquainted with Greg indirectly through a music group that he was in many years ago, Five Young Men. Now, at the time, I had a friend who was in the group, and he was actually dating a friend of mine. And so she and I would go to support him in their performances that were local around the city. And it was always something about Greg, even when we were teenagers. I knew that Greg would be destined for greatness one day because I could tell that the hand of God was on his life. And so fast forward to several years later, and I ran into Greg at a church that we both attended at that time. And then years after that, I became a member of the Seed Choir myself. And so in this episode of Pursuing Purpose, we actually talk about Greg's journey to purpose from his childhood all the way to the present. And he talks about how he always knew that he would be doing the things that he is doing now. But he did have some challenges and some obstacles along the way. And we talk about that. And he gives some words of wisdom and some advice to creators and entrepreneurs and other visionaries who also want to pursue whatever it is that God has placed in their hearts to pursue. And so... It was a great conversation, and I really think that you will enjoy Greg's journey to purpose. So let's take a listen now. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to meet with me today. First of all, how are you doing? I am great. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be able to finally be on your podcast. I know, because we've been trying to do this for a minute. (laughs) A minute and a half. Right. So, So Greg, we're going to start out with some very easy questions, okay? So, the first question that I have for you is, when did your introduction to the Christian faith begin? Who first introduced you to God, and what was your Christian upbringing like in terms of church attendance, church involvement, etc.? Well, I have been in uh, the church world I feel like all my life. Uh, I sang my first solo in church at four. I always joke and say that my first manager uh, was my grandmother because my mom and dad, they did have me in church, but my memories of of really being in the afternoon services and the the extra services that we had to do throughout the week were all with my grandmother. Uh, And we were in Brooklyn, New York. I was born in Brooklyn. Uh, We attended the the First Baptist Church at Coney Island. And uh, so my grandmother would have me at every every church service that you can think of. Uh, And I just, but it didn't bother me because I learned to love God at a young age. You know, it wasn't, um, I never felt forced. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I started directing the choirs at a young age. um, And I just enjoyed being in church. I, I always have loved God, you know, so that's, that was my introduction. Wow. So you in church all the time. Uh-oh. And 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 now you're in church all the time. Oh. <laughs> so oh. that kind of that's a great lead in actually, Greg, to the next question. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your educational and professional background. 
Wow. Um, so believe it or not, I have never been formally trained musically. Mm. Um, I started college, so I graduated high school in 1999. Uh, I did go to one semester of college. That was it. Uh, after I finished that one semester, at that time, I had released a five-song EP uh, called One More Sunny Day. And uh, I had given it to some radio announcers, and they started playing it. I didn't even ask them to. They started playing it. And the song went to the top five. Wow. So at that time, I was like, you know what? This is my passion. It's what I know I've been called to do. I'm just going to pursue that and see how it flows. Um, ironically, I, I majored in business administration and business management, but I never went you know, too far into it. Uh, so after one semester of college, I just went and pursued music full time. And that's been all I've ever done. So, Greg, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know what, my 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 father was a musician, is is still a musician. Uh, he plays bass guitar, had a band, um, you know, in New York, a, a very big uh, corporate band, ironically. Uh, he and my mom met uh, through music. My mom was singing lead in his band. Wow. Uh, so some of my fondest memories are, you know, as I said, my grandmother would have me in church, but then my dad would have me in his rehearsals and at his gigs and at his shows sitting on his lap. Um, and so I've always wanted to be a musician. I've always wanted to sing. I've always wanted to be in music. Um, that's always been my passion. Greg, outside of your faith in God, who or what inspires you? That is a great question. I think the answer to that would be people who are really innovative, who go, I, don't, I can't really necessarily answer with a specific person because uh, there are so many, you know, there really are so many. But I think people who are really innovative and uh, people who go outside of the box, I just feel like, you know, there is no box, you know. And, and I didn't always feel that way. You know, when I was younger, it was church. It was gospel. It was, you know, that's it. You know, and then as I got older, that's I kind of started getting challenged with that. Not to the point where I ever had the desire to sing secular music or be R and you know sing R and B or anything of that sort. But I did feel like, okay, I can I can I can present my message, and not necessarily be preachy or not necessarily be churchy. You know, we can still be influential. And so I think anybody who has that type of um, vibe. That would be my inspiration. Using one person in particular, uh, it would be Will Smith. Mm. Um, I love how innovative and how creative and how, you know, um, motivating he is. If you follow him on social media, I mean, it's just he's he's basically a, a modern day pastor, but just from an innovative way. And I just enjoy that. So, so anybody who's innovative, that's my inspiration. So, Greg, you talked about innovation and you talked about visionaries. And so I want to know what motivated you to start the See It Choir? And in particular, what is the meaning behind that name, the See It Choir? So I um, back in 2013, um, I started getting calls. Like I said earlier in the, in the interview, I've always been into choirs. I've always been a choir director. Um, I started getting calls again out of the box out of the church realm um, I started getting corporate and and um, and entertainment calls regarding a choir um, and at that time I had met with a, a wonderful woman of God her name is Deanna Hobbs um, she's very well known in the uh, entertainment industry uh, and in the women's ministry uh, across the world but uh, Deanna sat with me one day and she said you know Greg it's time for you to brand yourself you know, you've worked on so many other people's brands. It's time for you to brand yourself. And at that time, I, I knew exactly what God was saying through her. See it is something that I have always said. 
you know, as a teacher of music, as a teacher of the word, as a teacher in general, you know, um, for me, see it means do you understand? Do you get it? You know, if I'm in the middle of teaching a point or teaching a part or teaching a, you know, specific note to, to a group, you know, after that point has been made and after that song has been taught, you know, I'll look at them and I'll say, you see it? You know, and it just kind of stuck. And so what I started doing was I started uh, getting more involved in social media and things of that sort. And I started hashtagging, hashtagging, I'm sorry, the, the, the word see it. And it just caught on. And so we got a call in 2013 for me to put together a choir f to appear on Conan O'Brien uh, on TBS, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And it was an amazing moment. Um, and right before it was time for us to tape the show, Conan came to me and said, hey, wait, 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 what's the name of the choir? And the first thing that came to my mind was the Seat Choir. At that time, it was the Atlanta Seat Choir. But, uh, and so on national TV, for the first time ever, the choir debut, Conan O'Brien comes out and says, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Kirkland Jr. and the Atlanta Seat Choir. And that's, we, we just have been started from there. So, Greg, we're going to stay right here for a second and continue to talk about the Seat Choir. And we're going to take a walk down Seat Choir memory lane. I'm going to say the name of an event TV show or movie that the Seed Choir has participated in and I want you to describe to me in one to three words what was that particular experience like for you. So let's start with the first Seed Choir appearance that you just mentioned, Conan O'Brien. Hilarious. The wedding of Nene and Greg Leeds. Uh, breathtaking. Harry Belafonte's Many Rivers the Cross Festival. Uh, I can't think of one word. Um inspiring i don't even think that word does it justice but we'll go with inspiring okay how about this one jermaine dupree's the rap game <laughs> um uh different <laughs> <laughs> but enjoyable so that's three words different but enjoyable okay mm -hmm. the walmart holiday commercial memorable cbs pre-super bowl tailgate um, wow, that's that's a great moment. Um, I would have to say game changing. I definitely agree with that. How about Fox's TV show Star? A word that could describe that opportunity. I would say I don't think I could describe that in one word. But what I can say is this. OK. Meeting Queen Latifah is something so maybe my one word should be unforgettable. She is an amazing woman, and I will never forget just the time that we had to spend on set with her. Tyler Perry's Madea family. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> Tyler Perry's A Fall from Grace. Um, Affirming. Mm, I like that. Mm -hmm. Last one. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry Studios Grand Open. Oh. And you can talk about this a little yeah. bit. I'm going to give you more uh, than thank one you. to three words. Thank you very much. I, I left that thank for you. last thank on you. purpose because yeah. I want you to talk Because there's it. no way. There's, there's no, no way that way. you can't. So, so um, go into that. What okay. was that experience like for you? It, I'm still, believe it or not, that experience happened in October of 2019. And here we are months and months and months later. And I'm still processing it. I still have not been able to wrap my mind around the moment. So you know what? If there's a word that could describe that day, it would be moment. Mm. 
Okay. Um, the moment was just. Oh. And even though it was a multiple day because we did the Saturday night event on the red carpet, right. then we turned around and we did the Sunday morning brunch uh, in the tent at Tyler Perry Studios. It just was a moment. The whole weekend was just a moment. Um, and it wasn't even about the, 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 the celebrity. It wasn't even about the, 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 um, the A-list, you know, roster of people that was there. I mean, that, that was impressionable. That left an, um, a mark. But it was just a moment of, um, I liken it to kind of like the Garden of Eden. Mm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I feel like that moment for us, and there were multiple, you know, d- different races and cultures that were there represented, but as a people, yeah, speaking as a black man, uh, as an African American male, however you want to say it, um, that moment was kind of uh, this is ours. Yeah, yeah. This is ours. Absolutely. It, it, it's Mr. Perry's. You know, it is Tyler Perry Studios, no mm-hmm. doubt. Um, but in that moment. Everybody that was on those grounds, all the people who have been neglected in Hollywood, who mm. have been, you know, looked over in Hollywood uh, or slighted or things of that sort. We had the moment that day of this is ours. This is ours. This yes. is ours. I mean, mm-hmm. and nobody can take it from us. Right. You right. know, um, and that's what I remember. I just remember the air of all the people who were there that walked around not from an arrogant place. Nobody was arrogant. Nobody was, you know, puffed up. Everybody was so humbled and so it was it was a celebratory just gratitude and yeah. you know, that's yeah. what I remember. And so, you know, that moment for me, I still can't process it. Even though with all that I've said, I still am trying to wrap my mind around how how I felt in that in that time. Greg, and looking at these amazing events, movies, and TV shows of which the Sea Choir has been involved, there's one name that appears more than once on mm-hmm. this list that we just got through mm-hmm. talking about, yes. and that is Mr. Tyler Perry. Yes. Share with my listeners how you started working with Mr. Perry and what it has been like working with him through the years. Going back to the last question you asked to describe things in one word. When people ask me, what is it like to work with Tyler Perry? I say, he's brilliant. His mind is brilliant. The way he thinks is brilliant. You know, when you asked who inspires me, um, innovative people, he is an innovative person. He thinks out of the box. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, 2011, I auditioned for a show that he was doing called I Don't Want to Do Wrong. Mm. And I auditioned for him, you know, in person. It was he and Elvin Ross and Mark Swinton and a few other people that were in the room casting people. And, um, and I remember auditioning and singing for him, and I remember him telling me I sounded like a slave, like like my <laughs> like my family had to be somewhere years ago on a plantation somewhere. Um, and I remember that audition. Uh, he told me he said, "You're not going to work for this particular project." He said, "But I'm going to keep you in mind for something else." They cast me for a project, and um, I was excited. I had told people about it. They had bought tickets for it and everything. And then last minute, they wrote the character out. What? Yes. I was beyond discouraged because at that time I just needed something. I needed, I needed, yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I needed I something. I needed something in my yeah, life to yeah. change. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it passed. I went to see the show. I went to see both shows uh, that weekend that they taped uh, at Cobb Energy Center. Then several months later, I got a call, still in a low point. Okay. Uh, I got a call asking me if I would go, if I would sing background on a tour that they were doing at that time called The Haves and the Have Nots, mm. starring uh, Palmer Williams and Patrice Lovely and 
few other people uh, that are just phenomenal actors and, and actresses. Um, so they called me, asked me, hey, we need a background singer. Could you come out? And guess what? We need you to start tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So I went and I drove to Birmingham. I, I didn't audition. I jumped right in. I learned the show right before we got started and um, and jumped in, uh, learned the songs. And from that point on, I have now done nine productions. Wow. Uh, I did the Haves and the Have Nots tour. I did Medea Gets a Job tour. Uh, we went to Bahamas uh, for the Tom Joyner Fantastic Voyage. Uh, I've done Neighbors from Hell. I've done Hell Has No Fury. We've done My Dear Family Funeral. We've done Fall from Grace. Now we've done the grand opening. So I've been blessed. And Mr. Yeah. is a wonderful guy, wonderful man, uh, man of God. You know, he's just it's just enjoyable to work with him. Greg, I love what you just said in, in, in your story and sharing how you worked with Mr. Perry over the years. I love how you went from a rejection mm -hmm. and, and being um, denied on, on one occasion and then turned around and now you have this relationship sure. where Mr. Perry calls on you and the Sea Choir all the time now, the you time. know, and that just goes to show you, you know, it's all about God's time. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and your gift, and one thing I can say, looking at you up close, personally and professionally, your gift has definitely made room for you in the correct time Hallelujah. that God had wanted it to, correct. you know, make room for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I am, I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head, believe it or not, that's my, um, theme scripture for my life Proverbs eighteen sixteen. a man's gift makes room for him brings him before other great men and that is my testimony you know I have just learned not to force my way in you know um, I tell people all the time I used to do vocal training and artist development I'm not able to do it anymore but um, I would tell people all the time what you don't want to be is an overnight success mm. you don't want to be an overnight success yeah. because an overnight success is just that overnight you want to take your time. You want to allow God to order your steps and prepare your way because what you want to desire in this industry is longevity. When you look at people who have, who are still relevant, you know, um, I thought about when Aretha Franklin passed that her music was relevant. It changed throughout time so that whatever generation was listening to her, she was able to reach that generation. So that's what you want as an artist, as a dreamer, as an entrepreneur. You want longevity. Uh, in whatever industry you're in. Absolutely. I think that is great advice. Very good advice. Greg, what's coming up next for the Sea Choir? What does the Sea Choir have going on this month, this week? What's coming up sure. next for the Sea Choir? Um, we are getting ready to do an event called the Battle for the Brain, which is an Alzheimer's um, fundraising event. It's a lip singing event, and it is a blast. So we've got some up our sleeves for that. Um, we've got a, a television project that is set to premiere in uh, Memorial Day regarding Aretha Franklin. I can't talk too much about that, but just know that we are all up and through that. Uh, so, you know, um, we are excited about that project. It's going to be major, 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 starring Cynthia Revo and Courtney Vance. And it's just going to be awesome. So that's our, th those are our next steps. Uh, we have an, a Motown event that we're doing um, for a private affair, but that's going to be a blast. So we'll be posting about that as well so that we, uh, your, your viewers and your listeners will have the opportunity to experience what we experienced with that moment as well. Greg, what is one thing professionally that you haven't done yet that you want to Ooh, accomplish? That's a wonderful question. I, You know, there's one area in my heart, and that's 
directing and writing screenplays. I've written uh, a couple now that I was actually able to produce and put up. One was called Freed, uh, which was an amazing production starring Palmer Williams and Zebulon Ellis and Latrice Pace. and uh, It was just awesome. I think that's a direction that I would love to go in. I feel like I'm a better writer than I am an actor, but I do act. So I think that I want to kind of uh, venture into the area of more on-screen, more uh, personally written and directed projects uh, that can, um, you know, just kind of enlarge and stretch the Greg Kirkland Sea brand. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule <laughs> to interview with me today. It's a pleasure. My last question for you, if my listeners would like to get in contact with you or learn more about you, what is the best way for them to reach you? Uh, you can visit my website, which is www.gregkirklandjr.com. Um, I'm also on social media on Instagram. I'm the see it brand underscore of Greg Kirkland Jr. On Twitter, I'm Greg Kirkland Jr. On Facebook, I'm Greg Kirkland Jr. Um, I would love for you to just reach out to me, follow me, keep up with me. And that way we can keep up with one another because I'm inspired by you, uh, hopefully just as much as you might be inspired by me. So thank you, Monique. Thank you. Um, it's been a privilege and a pleasure. We've been trying to get this done forever. forever. <laughs> but it's done. It's we done. have done it. We so did it. yes, thank you. Well, this concludes episode seven of Pursuing Purpose, the podcast. I want to thank my guest, Mr. Greg Kirkland Jr. once again for joining me. And I also want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Greg has a new single out that is entitled Give, and so I want to encourage you to go out and support him. It is a gospel song that is sure to bless you, and it can be found wherever music is sold. If you were motivated, inspired, or encouraged by this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. I encourage you to share this episode with others. Until next time, continue to walk in purpose and rise to the call of greatness that is on your own lives. Be blessed.